what is going on guys welcome back to the i'm not lucky i am blessed podcast episode number 11 so guys um today we'll be doing something completely different from what we usually do so other than talking about business today we'll be talking about what's going on in my beloved country nigeria okay so for those of you who don't know i'm a nigerian and you know i'm in the state but i'm still a nigerian and what is going on is the police killing youths and also our government has refused to listen to us so i decided to use this platform to um speak up speak up and let the voices of those that have you know been affected by these issues be heard and also it's funny that i realized that most of you probably listening like people see what's going on on instagram and have no clue what sas is and what is going on in nigeria other than people dying so i brought um two of my two good friends of mine two good friends of mine to you know come on and have like an introduction to what SAS is and what's going on in Nigeria and hopefully we'll bring in more guests. So you guys uh, make some noise for Tenny Monia. Tenny has been on the podcast. Make some noise for Tina. Hey. Oh wait, yeah. Microphone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, hi, hi, hi. I'm Tenny. Uh, I am Tina. Why you guys? You guys have been here before, right? I know. Yeah. So why are you acting like this is the first time now? Then is not even okay. Uh, so it's gonna be fun, guys. Um, what we talk about today is um, SARS in general and the Nigerian government and all that good stuff. Okay. So, Tina, um, what are you expecting the people to get out of this conversation that we're about to have right now? Um. Well, I'm expecting. At the end of this particular session, yeah, you guys should know what SARS really is, and mm-hmm. you guys should be knowledgeable about what's going on in Nigeria or Africa to all. Oh, it's going on everywhere in the world, but right now it's a big chaos right now in um, Nigeria. So I expect everybody should be knowledgeable, knowledgeable about what's going on in Nigeria right now, and also know what SARS stands for, and also know. Um, be knowledgeable okay that's good Tendi what about you uh yeah I think at the end of this whole um conversation I, I guess I think people should know that um the police unit in every single nation needs not just reforms yeah. but better still um be given this understanding that at the end of the day, the people that they're going to be dealing with are human beings as themselves. That's true. That while they're going to be out there facing all the dangers, those same people that they are trying to protect are also out there. And so, like, I guess that's the issue with, that we'll come to understand with SARS and not just SARS, with the police department in every nation. So just put your ears down and learn that at the end of the day, these officers need to understand that they're doing a great job, but at the same time, the position the position they're in could cause a great damage. True. Okay, so you see, the reason why I came up with this episode or this conversation is because there's a lot of posting going on on social media. People are seeing it, but they might not even understand what's going on. They might be seeing the hashtag NSAS. They might be saying the hashtag end police brutality. Okay, so a friend of mine that I work with was like, what's SAS? I see your post. What is going on in your country? And I explained everything to him. And 
it was interesting how he didn't even know the smallest thing about i mean i get it it's my country you get it, right he's not his country and now we're calling for help we, we want our voice to be heard we want something to be done but if they don't know how to help if they don't even know how to go in posting is posting is one thing but at the end at the end of the day too they have to know the the power you know like the impact how this is affecting us you get because if they don't understand the like for example lives were lost you get right and some people might not even know lives were lost they might just say oh we're just protesting peaceful protests but without even seeing what government is doing to us Mm -hmm. so i feel like you know it's it's time for us to um, come together and and you know speak up and explain to the people what SARS is okay so I, i i don't know like uh me myself, I don't have a full knowledge of SAS, but whatever idea, whatever knowledge that you have, please feel free to put it out there for us, okay? So um, I'll start with you, Tenny. Oh. <laughs> I might have forgot my. <laughs> oh, um, I did, I, um, SAS, based on what I learned, yeah. SAS is, uh, it was first created to, um, so. I'll give the history okay. lesson or the history background of it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, Colonel was killed by a poli- by a group of police officers that were at checkpoint. Okay. And by killing this of this Colonel, the army heard of this news and then the army does not joke. So they came out to the streets and they started looking for all the policemen that were on the streets, basically to. Um, take them into the barracks and so because of that police officers began to run run some resigned um you know for for the fear of their lives and so because that was happening the entire so this happened in lagos now so because that when was that in 1992 1992 okay so this happened in lagos yeah so when that happened um basically for like weeks uh, there was no the police office was not there was no police officers on the streets so it means that um, armed robbers are going to come into the streets yeah. and so they began to do all kinds of things and I I heard that that's where there's this famous um, armed robber he was also a ritualist Shina Shina Rambo that's yeah. where he also came out from he became like he became so strong because of that season and so there was also like this. Um, superintendent in Benin states mm-hmm. Benin that was already like he was it was upcoming but then it was now making waves in that area and um, he was ruling with all these police officers he was leading right so they now transferred this man to Lagos and when they did they, they now made him to create um, so first of all there, there's what they call the um, anti-robbery squad right now this yeah. anti-robbery squad is always there in oh. every police department in every uh, police functioning they're always there because you have to have that department. Yes. So this man was called to create one that was going to help with, because now they, they've not had police, um, policing for, for weeks. And so this man was now called to create one that was going to like be strong enough to really turn things to come back to the way they were because arm robbers were everywhere. Now they were having a field day. Yeah. And so like this man now created this special anti-robbery, uh, tax force or force. And so scored. scored. Yeah. So and then when he created it, it was really that they were going to do bigger than what the police officers were going to do. Oh, okay. So now after weeks of like running the police officers running, eventually the army and the police um force came and then they agreed they now finally solved the whole issue, right? And then police officers came back. But when they came back, they were not as strong because like they were regular police officers, still arm robbers were going to do what they wanted to do to them. 
And so now this force was now supposed to, was now came out. And then what they were doing was if a police officer received a news that there was an armed robbery going on somewhere, yeah. the police officers would go. But then Sazo was going to be on like different ends of maybe say the road of that place. And then they would not dress like police officers. They would dress without any form of like he would not know that they were police officers at all. Like like civilians. Yeah, they were like... dressed like civilians. And so that was the thing. That was what was getting them to win. So because of that, they now started capturing so many robbers and everything. And before that, they, because of that, they were not even capturing robbers that would not tell them things that happened in the like before that period and then they will capture people that they didn't capture before like police officers did not yeah, capture. yeah and in that time what was happening was that like if you had if someone uh, came to your house to rob you couldn't go to sars directly to go and talk to sars you yeah. have to go to the police office and report and then the police office like it was a whole process it was more um organized then yeah. like people didn't know what like you cannot see SARS. So, and you, know you just knew that the office was there but was you cannot there. see SARS. you don't know what they look like wow and so that's what it was and so they were effective then and um according to the man that created it he said that um then it was only in lagos like there was no unit anywhere else in any state because it was it originally it started in lagos because of what happened with the police officers and all yeah. so it was only in lagos and it no it was not extended to any other state and then now he's saying that like the issue now is that it has now spread to other states like other police officers now have sars so like the the idea behind it is now lost so lost. like sars yeah, now has yeah. uniform and then he also said that even then when they were even organized it was hard to know injure um arm robbers because like when they see you or they understand that you're working with the force they want to run or they want to be aggressive you know injuries will come and all of that but then he still said that at that point it wasn't like there was no like it wasn't like they were acting in with, with without impunity or anything like with impunity they were not acting as though like oh we're above the above law the kind law, of yeah. thing yeah. so they were careful to even in that time so like that's how the whole thing evolved and now it's everywhere in all the states in nigeria and so like the idea of what SARS came for is yeah. no longer there and so it's now lost like that's basically the background of how SARS started. Yeah, start, SARS started. Oh, that's that's interesting because I, me myself, I had no idea how the how the story of SARS was, and and with what you said, it it, it started off as an organized something where like these people were in disguise. Yeah, it was like something special, like the name said, special squad, a special anti-robbery um something squad. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. Okay, that's uh, that's interesting. Tina, do you have anything to add to the history of SARS or like, you know, what you know, you want to contribute? Um, yeah, um, she actually gave it the history of it, but another thing she didn't touch about is um, that then SARS do not just walk around with guns. They don't. They don't walk around with guns. Wow. So legitimately, like not even, honestly, not even just SARS, even police people then, most yeah. times they don't walk around with guns. They only carry guns when they have special event, like a yeah. special thing they call them for. They are always prepared, yeah. but then when they are going on the street, you don't see them with guns. Even regular police people, unlike today where you see everybody holding guns and going around the street like that, going to cash an ammo or something like mm -hmm. that. It wasn't like that before. Yeah. So yeah, and also um another thing yeah like she said the whole meaning of sars they've lost the whole thing they're doing their own thing now being in the streets and doing the things that they they would have been caring about other people doing more yeah. like they they care about 
people not looting all the civilians in the country or not robbing them or not like doing those things to them but whereas they are the ones doing it i haven't heard recently that sad actually go around with pos oh wow, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you guys know pos like, right yeah. so wow. like they go around with pos and like legit get money from citizens, citizens right? yeah. and, and i don't know a citizen has money they look through their phones and most times in nigeria they you get like messages from your bank like a lot messages about mm. your account balance and stuff like that so usually the the people take your phone and then they go through your contacts go through your messages and messages. then when they see those things they know money you have in your account and those kind of things and then they tell you like oh we want this money and then you have to if they don't, if they can't take you to the ATM right there on the street, they'll bring POS and you give them the money. Give them, oh, Why? Wow. If you don't, if you don't give them the money, is it that they lay one allegation upon you, or they forcefully take you to the prison? And I've had cases where they will take you to the prison, and then maybe God is so good they give you the 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 time to call somebody, and then when you call somebody and the person comes to the prison to look for you, they're gonna deny that you're not there. Oh wow! Yeah, they're gonna deny you're not there. They're gonna say, "Oh, you're not there because they've not gotten what they want." Want from you? Is that they're gonna deny that you're not there? Is it that maybe somebody in few cases, maybe somebody overheard them calling someone's name? They person will yell at them, like, "Oh, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here!" And then, and then they'll bring the person forth, or maybe the person car is parked out outside, so the person yeah. will recognize the car, like, "No, the person is here." Can you say the person is not here? And even, uh, and there've been cases where a lot of these people that they've just carried on the street like your brother goes out to buy something and you never hear if, if, if you never hear from them again that's the last time you hear from them sometimes you stay in the prison sometimes they've been killed through torture in the hospital yeah, prison yeah. and they've been thrown away, thrown away like you don't even know if they're alive or dead like people missing in the country and people missing there are separate things that could make people missing but police adds to that to that to those reasons, <laughs> to those so, reasons. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's really crazy. Saz, it's not just yeah. They're yeah, meant to they're meant, meant to catch robbers, arm robbers. They're meant to like protect lives, protect properties. They're they're meant to do the jobs that a regular policeman cannot do. Whereas mm. now they turned the other way, and then we are the victims of the power or the, the power that we put upon them, and they abuse us, harass us take whatever they want kill they can and most of them make boastful comments and be like i can kill you right now nothing you can do about nothing you it. can do yeah can you yeah imagine? and they'll tell you to your face they don't care if you're videoing them and yeah. truly they are right there's nothing we can do because they can kill you unless unless you have power in that country they can legit kill you and bury you and nobody will see anything it's not it's not about just going on social media like a, a video can go viral on social media, social media and, then, and nothing will uh, yeah happen. nothing will happen and then maybe because it went viral on social media the police might say oh we're investigating the issue and then in a week you never hear nothing about, yeah, the, case. about fact, the case next yeah. week another yeah. case is up again oh we're investigating that no no accountability in the force no accountability in the country the That's president true. does not even care about these cases it acts like you don't even see them so it's just it's just it's just a cycle it's a cycle it goes on every time like it's been going on for years and uh and another thing i wanted to say about this old sas thing was that in 2017 was when um the first um protest was going on like a yeah. peaceful protest went on about this old sas thing and then there was actually um a distinct like um 
there was something signed about um, disbanding the old SARS thing. And then in 2018, in 2017, actually, the um, IGP then said they should disband the SARS. Okay. He gave an authority that they should, that should be closed. Right, should be closed. But I don't even know who is supposed to enforce these things. Because, <laughs> because funny thing, they keep making this comment, but nobody's enforcing, enforcing them. It, yeah. So yeah, so he said it, but yeah, we're still here with SARS again. And then in 2018, the vice president said, okay, they should actually um, abroaden SARS, like more like work on it, like re- yeah. reorganize it, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and then yeah. they now just added F to the old SARS thing. So it now became like Fedras, um, anti-robbery scrub. Yeah, yeah. Anti-robbery yeah. scrub. Right. So the thing is, it, that twenty seven that that was twenty eighteen. Nothing was still done. The same people, the same thing, the same everything. Twenty just yeah, twenty nineteen. They will come again and say, "Oh, we've done it." And even this year, funny thing is that the same thing they said in the old comment, the old IGP came out and be like, "Oh, we disbanded SARS," and then he gave like um he gave like five um. Um, things that we're going to do that they're going to bring up a whole new unit called uh, SWAT uh, and then he said he said another thing he said um, they're going to be um, investigation on previous cases and then they're going to be um, this thing like he says um, so many things and, and then he says um, a lot of these SARS people them they might be deployed to other units in the, in the police force you know that kind of thing so and funny thing these same words that they've said before has been what they've said before, before. and they're still saying them again they're not even ashamed or tired because nobody's holding them accountable accountable for yeah, what the words yeah. They say. and i don't yeah. even know who is supposed to enforce them so they just come out and say those words and then today we're like okay and then tomorrow tomorrow again nothing. everything everything one. is still where it where it is or where yeah. it was or like so it's it's just a cycle so yeah basically that was sad so hopefully this year that they see that disbanded it it will hold but yeah even though right now they still see sad in the street though a lot of cases people are still saying that yeah there are a lot of cases anyways yeah. but yeah so like it seems like sad is on uncontrollable they're here to stay <laughs> yeah they're here to stay yeah but like we would have heard it sounds it sounds like SARS first was good, and then, and then went, went down. What do you guys think was that? What do you guys think affected SARS that made them change from now moving around with POS? From now, what do you think? Is it the government that changed that affected them, or like what are things that do we think might have affected SARS from going from the hero to the bad guys? So when SARS was first created, it was created with 15 people only. Okay. And then they were created um, um, with one man. One man led the whole team. He had his own structure. Um, I mean, he was checking in with his, um, the people above him, but then he had his own structure and he was determined to turn things around. Now, eventually... Things became so serious in universities. They they now had cults. You know, things were now serious with like 
like there were like, more people on the streets that were really doing bad things, you know. And so like these guys were now they were no longer just exposed to like hideouts and they were now exposed to like bigger places where you see you actually see young people doing things that are terribly bad. And now you're putting them in this space, and then as you put them in this space, they have to deter. They're different people. You can tell there are some people that look bad, but they are not actually bad. And so like they are in. They don't. The, the the SARS people, it's not like they, they had this on this. They were not given the training for humanity at the same time. And that's one thing that I think we should consider when all these um, uh, police forces are talked about. Like, there is, there's no much understanding about, we keep t- teaching about the enemy, the enemy, the enemy. There's not much teaching about the emotions or the humanity of all these people that we're talking about. And it's just worldwide, that's the thing. We, we implement capital punishments. We talk about how, oh, if you do this bad thing, if you take another life, you should die. All this is, I mean, I'm not saying that it's okay to kill someone or anything, but like once like we begin to take all these um, steps, we, we should understand that there are consequences that come with that. Consequences that are going to be beyond our control. Taking someone's life, it should be beyond our control. It shouldn't be something that we, we have, um, like, in the palm yes, of we're not yeah. supposed to, if you're deterring someone from taking another man's life, you shouldn't take his life because you're deterring him from doing it. Because what you're doing is implementing it, in fact. Uh, so I think that what has happened with SARS is really that there's not just what has, there's so many things that have happened. You could talk from, like, um, the, the, the fact that they are not paid well. You could talk okay. about the, the level of the country itself, like the country itself, they, we need a whole lot of restructuring. You could talk about, like, there's so many things, but one thing that me, I just want to point out is the fact that in all these police um, things and dealings, there is no much teaching about humanity. There's not much implementation of the fact that human beings are human beings. There's no value on human life. Like, we talk about, basically, we just paint everybody as the enemy. Uh, yes, uh, you're, yes going you're going out as, as you're going to capture an enemy. You're, we're trying to make sure that other people that are trying to live their lives good are surviving and they're living their lives good. But at the same time, the person that you're also going to capture as an enemy is also a human being as the other person. We're losing the idea that when we even capture these people, the idea for it is, oh, there's rehabilitation and then there are the people that you cannot really rehabilitate and i don't even know where we come up with that theory that you cannot there are people that you cannot rehabilitate we i'm i'm a christian so i'm going to put that out there i don't think that there's anybody that cannot be rehabilitated if you put god in the middle of it all so like i'm right now i'm spinning with all kinds of theories and all kinds of thoughts but what i just want to say is with all the police forces including sars one thing that got it all wrong is the fact that when we teach about the enemy or going out to capture the bad guy, we don't teach about humanity and, and the fact that that person is also a human being. human being. There is no value on human lives. Uh, and that is out of so many things that went wrong with SARS. But that one thing is one, one thing that is key. So that's all I have to say. Um, in my own, I was saying um, like, one of the things I was saying before, accountability, it is very, very important in every organization, every business, and even our lives. We have to be accountable for the things we do. We have to be accountable to other people too, not just to ourselves. And you being a police officer, you being someone who has gone, who has power, you have to be accountable, not just to the people that you are asked to look after, but also to the people that are on your head. But then, is there an end? That's the question.
Is the head functioning? There could be head and the head is no functioning. That's true. So, like, the man that found the the sass thing, he was, he was, he came with, he came with a purpose. He had fast, like, even though they were just 15, they were getting the work done. Yeah. And there were accountability, and and he mentioned something. He said some of the challenges he faced was that a lot of these those times when they go out, they could actually get aggressive with the with the with the robbers because of robbers, they yeah. being aggressive, yeah. and then yeah. they could like maybe gunshots or anything like this. People could incur wounds. But then another thing on uh, Nigeria police don't have is they don't have um, resources to take care of these people. People. They don't have resources to take care of robots. Uh, even though they are robots, human beings. Like human when you yeah. mistakenly injured somebody or like when somebody... Something. And then they, they don't have resources. That is not a thing by this side. So, and another thing he said is most times when those people are injured, the courts will not let you bring an injured person to the court. It has to be fully... Um, like taking like care of, like take care of the wound, make sure the yeah, person is good yeah. before you bring the person to the court. So that's another thing. Sometimes these police might mistake because mistakes might happen. But then, is there resources for 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 that mistake to be fixed? Because then you 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 mis. You mistakenly eat somebody or something, and then there is no resources. So what's the point? Because they'll feel like, oh, there's no point. We can't take a person to the hospital. hospital. There's nothing. And this one is already half dead. Let's just finish it and just trash it. Or like those kind of things. Then those could be those could be a instance where all those things are happening. Like there's no point. We can't do nothing about this one. So yeah, another uh, uh, that's another thing. And another thing again is the authority in the in the other uh, country itself authority is you've seen where in nigeria a lot of these police people have left their um their offices like their stations and now they're not pro- uh, protecting privately owned individuals individuals yeah. money because those people could pay them pay because them. of those things there. and it's more like if i um so if i get a group of police people to protect me and then then i could ask unruly and then every other person is doesn't matter like at the same time it's more like i'm getting a police person i'm i had i'm getting a police person i had you and then mm. i'm paying you doesn't mean like you don't know your sense of right anymore it's more like I can't just say to go and slap a civilian that did civilian. not do anything. Yeah, just because, because I'm paying, I'm you, paying just you, just go and slap. Yeah, you shouldn't lose your sense of duty. Like they've lost the sense of duty in that country. Mm. They've le- mm. they've lost it a lot, and they'll go like on wavy like the money. Money is I know the government is not paying them right, but yeah, what is the right thing to do if the government is not paying you right? Even teachers strike. Even other places, they strike, they protest, they do things, they they call out their people and be like, okay, we need this. I know sometimes yeah. it may be in their um in their um this thing job description or like um a law in their own distance that oh you cannot go against the president of your country or you cannot no matter what you cannot protest no matter what you cannot speak against your your head no matter what you cannot do this because that's the case in the military so no matter what you cannot do this otherwise they can take your life and all this kind of thing yeah but there are other ways to go around this thing another thing again a lot of police people have been there for years no promotion 
no promotion they don't even get they don't even get promotion you know that kind of thing yeah there is no um this thing the organization is not functioning as an organization should move it's more like we're using influence in everything I might not be in the country. I might come to Nigeria today and they, they will make me a DPO. Right? Somebody has been there working his ass trying to get to that position. So a lot yeah. of this police that I've seen it, like it's hopelessness anymore. It's not mm. like if I do it right, it's not like I'm getting any reward. It's promised. Right. Yeah, Nothing yeah. Is promised in this Nothing country. Is promised so let me in just try country. and get so let me just... the way, get, yeah, get what I want the way it is available. Yeah. Which is not right, but then the state of the country have pushed them to start thinking that way. The like way we that. civilians are feeling hopeless those police people might be feeling hopeless, hopeless too. too so yeah. um yeah another thing again transparency is another thing transparency if you say you are arresting somebody at least be transparent enough to say this person did this don't forcefully accuse the person, the person and all yeah. the cases that they have been investigating which one of them have they actually come out and say okay we found this and this or or they and funny thing most police people they will never ever want to come out and say they are wrong like mm. where did that even come from? You're a human being. Everybody can, it can be right. Wrong. right. So yeah. they they don't want to they don't want to they rather they rather like impose things on you and lie and and hide evidence and everything to come out and say they were wrong about what they did. You know that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So it's transparency, the ads, the whole system, the government, the whole country, everything could make like things could actually mess up people's mind. It mm. may look like they are in a good state of mind, but they are but not. Because not those there. people, these police people, they are actually human beings. They face pressure too. They can't take care of a lot of us. They have family. Right, right. They, yeah. they have family. They have to take care of their own family. They have to come and take care of the people in the street. Sometimes they get frustrated. Sometimes we don't even know how long the, the government owe them salaries too. Yeah. And then they don't even have money. And the money they are forcefully taking from the civilians is what they are feeding on. Feeding their family. Right. And the government does not even have like medical benefits for these people don't even have insurance don't even have like if you're injured oh. what can you do what can you have a paid leave to go and take care of your baby like can you treat these people as human beings and then they will treat other people as human beings give them what they want you know that kind of thing like you're yeah. not you're not treating me right you're not treating me right but yet you want me to start doing um things it's more like I don't, I, it's more like a give and take situation, more, more yeah. to say. So these people have lost that sense of duty because of a lot of the treatment they are getting from the people in, on, on above right. So it's, wow. it's, it's a cycle, but then that doesn't make it any right. Yes, you will not make excuses for them in any ways. Like I would not make excuses for any police fight in any ways. I don't care if you're having a bad day. I don't care if you're having a good day. Mm-hmm. If you know you're not in the right state of mind to walk, stay in the station, don't carry a gun and go to the street and keep innocent. Like life is not something you can just give and take. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, not it's yeah. not you cannot make other people mourn and cry. Like some wow. people you kill in the street, they are breadwinners of their families. Family, like you yeah. can't you can't just kill somebody I've had cases where somebody has been in um outside the country for so long and then they just come just on their way going up they're killed. They didn't even get to their own house. They could have just stayed in their country. A lot yeah. of people are in prison and a lot of people people are in prison wrongfully that's a life you've condemned like because of the way other people are treating you can't like it's a thing of sanity like take like if you know you are not in a right state of mind mentally whatever way you are another thing is um the uh, the the police people should have this um this thing 
like, like a, a i don't want to say therapist kind of thing for for their own people i mean no one is bigger than therapy right right for their own people because oh, sometimes yeah. you know like a lot of times they've seen blood they're so messed blood, yeah, up yeah in their yeah yeah they're so messed they're up so messed they're so messed up in their mm, ends they're just mm, yeah. like life is, is anyway we keep them anyway we keep so them so yeah you know that kind of thing is nothing anymore that's so true, they need true. therapies to start coming to reality to start being a human being again like to start being a human again, being again like like, 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 like right. was yeah, saying like, calm down calm down we're still in this life we're still Everybody in this life the, the two of you are going right, to right, kill right. he's still a human <laughs> being don't just right, shoot right. him easily that's yep. it like calm down only one gun can send somebody to another world just Whoa. calm down calm, calm down, down. Yeah. like on, on another and I think another thing um, we should start practicing again is Nigeria is if you know you're just gonna make a policeman stand at the checkpoint or if you know you're just gonna make a policeman just go on a routine parade don't mm-hmm. let them carry gun yeah let the people only who we owe the gun be on standby in the station just in case they will call and call those people to come and those people can be going ahead you know that kind of thing but don't just go around with guns and the kind of guns they carry do you see those guns are the guns military use for war and that's why it's easy to kill like 20 people at the same time time. yeah yeah. that's that's suicidal gun like if you're saying i'm going on suicide i'm trying to go and kill like yeah but that's what they're using to just stand on the road road. that's why they could just open fire and just just kill 20 people if they were using those short pistol gun by the time you call before you load the case yeah yeah so the guns they are carrying it's not even the right gun a police person should be using first of all and that is the governor or whoever the president the kind of guns they are giving to these people them is not even the right one so a lot of things needs to be fixed this is i i would still even though i would say those might be some reasons why you come from the evil to the bad guy yeah it's also not enough reason for you to take lives and condemn people's lives just because of where you're going what you're going to fix yourself so you're not reflecting your anger on other people thank you Okay, that was oh, that was that was interesting. Let me run Let this, me run this um, section that we just had. Up. So what I'm hearing is basically SARS went from so the government made SARS to be the hero and the government also made SARS to be the bad guy. No, let us be sincere. The grassroots of SARS problem is the government. You get right. Let us not even compliment, praise the government. If the government was, like we said, paying SAS like they should be paid, I don't think SAS would have gotten to this level. If the government was um, being accountable, you get right? If, 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 if there was an authority above SAS that was functioning or had the resources that whenever they shot people to treat these people, if everything was in place, like if government that created them had given everything they need to them, Mm? I mean, we, no one knows tomorrow. SAS wouldn't be here. You get. So, I think the root of the problem is the government. So I agree with you because, like, when um um the when it was occasion, when the man was asked to create this organization, right? This same, yeah. me, I believe that the same kind of rules and the same kind of ways that they spoke to that man, it is that same thing that is still affecting the or the, the, the force right now. And this is because there is a difference between passion and, like, 
so this man so was this already, man already ruling, ruling right he was already yeah. leading people he already knew how to lead so he he probably didn't care about the money he already had the position he didn't care about the money so like even if they were paying him two dollars a day i don't think he would have mind he would have still served the way he served now there were changes this man left in 2002 and from that moment that he left till now we've been having i think he actually the first issue started in 20 what 20 2008 or so and then 2009 and then it just went on and on and on and just continued and in 2010 they actually killed a five-year-old boy because they thought he was a kidnapper and funny thing is that is not really unheard of in nigeria you have kids that are still kidnappers kids that are doing ritual things like we have to understand that all these things that these police officers or these sad people are scared of there are still yes, things that are practical in Nigeria. A child could still be a, a ritualist. It happens in Nigeria. But then the thing is, that same teaching that was given to that other man, it should have been turned around in as the leadership was going on. It should have been changed over time. Like, like you don't expect a person that was already... Um, already stable, already stable to, to, give to give the same, same leadership, leadership as a person that is just coming to the office, come into office you know yeah. like somebody that somebody did not create it he wasn't there he just came and met the same, same thing. thing and then now and you now expand you this into other states, other states where, like, where like these people don't have the same orientation as that same person they are not of the same level whether educationally whatever level that you want to yeah they are not on the same level so i think the i think the same um idea of the same teaching of what such should be is the same, same reason why, why um, um it is where it is because when they when they occasionally they, they gave that man that so much power, power. now giving now, that giving same that um, power to somebody that does not understand the level understand it, becomes level. Da- yeah. it becomes dangerous yeah. so like yeah. exactly the same reason why it was created was the same reason why it has gone down and like there had to be a little bit of as the thing was going is it that you create somebody that is far higher than that man that you gave the first um, teaching to or you create people like you begin to teach people or reduce the power you're giving to these people you know like that sort of thing yes the government started the thing but then they created a problem by starting it in the first place you you if if you wanted a special anti-robbery force or anti-robbery squad then you should be able to constantly look like tina was saying like constantly create a- accountability constantly create a way that you're checking on this on them yes checking on them because when you carry just one like just say okay this is how it's going to be red and then the thing keeps trickling down red 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 different people are coming to meet red and they're coming with their own character they're coming with their own ideologies and they're adding all of that to the whole process it's it's beginning to lose its effect or how it could play out as a good thing so yeah the government created the good thing and then they created the bad thing by not even reforming or reforming yeah reforming and um financing and doing stuff like that because like i I was i like 20 that you came up with the idea that um sas basically went from um um, you know being this nice guys to working with the bad guys because they were being paid for like for example if they weren't getting their monthly payments family needs to eat and then they get a call hey can you guide me and i'll pay you so so much they wouldn't even care where you make your money from and they'll just be like, oh, yeah, sure. I'm still a security man. You want security, right? I'll give you security. And then they do. I guess that's how it all started. And then before you know it, those money, greed. Greed started coming in. I bet you. Because they were seeing easy money. Than, you want to say something, right? Yeah. Okay, let me just. So they were seeing easy money than even what they worked for. They could stand on the road for hours and make 2,000 naira, for example. And then come and guide you for five minutes and make the same 2,000 naira. 
which one would I, you know, so it slowly, slowly, and then maybe these people stopped paying them or something, you know, or, you know, maybe the, the boys weren't making money anymore to be paying them constantly. And there's a level of, we, there's a level at which you will get to financially that you want to stay at that level. Let's not even exempt police from it. Mean. mean. They, there could be a level of where I'm, I'm, I'm a financial level I'll get to that. I wouldn't, even if it means me to get in two jobs, to still maintain that level, I would do it. So, I be, so I'm just saying, maybe that was the reason, because as much as I, I dislike what SAS is doing, I'm trying to see what costs them to move from, because they are human beings. We have to consider that too, because their size does not mean they, they took out their feelings or their brains yeah. or their financial. These people have financial, equal financial problems like us. You get so, you know, um, I think Tenny wants to say something. Before it slips your mind, let me give them, let me give it a space. Tina, you want to say something next? Just think. Oh, if, you, if something comes to your mind, just let me know. Yeah, but Tenny, you want to say something? So, yeah, one thing that um, I know that we always say, myself included, we always say when it comes to um, all of not just police officers, the entire nation itself is greed. We keep talking about greed. I think that um, greedy, saying that they were greedy is not fair because we are all greedy. And, and it's, it's, not, it's, it's just a natural thing that happens where like, we never get satisfied. You, you, no matter what you have, you still want more. That's the idea. You want more and more and more. That's how, that's what makes us function. That's why we wake up in the morning. You could have $5 today, and $5 is probably enough to buy you food today, but no way you must go out to, you know, you still, yeah, you, some, our, our mind tells us tomorrow, but it's not really tomorrow. It's really that you just want to have enough, you know, and we never think that enough is enough. That's the idea. So we're all greedy. Uh, but then the thing with our own nation, Nigeria, is we have so little that the people that are striving for for so much like they are they're, they're dragging everybody down and then they are fighting so hard those people begin to be called greedy and and like i'm not saying that oh our political our politicians and they are doing good job or they're doing anything i'm just saying that the idea that we keep calling all these people greedy or anything is is not fair because every single person is greedy we are all greedy in our own ways but then we have so little in Nigeria that so little. And looking at the um, the video where people were struggling to get the COVID-19 palliatives, it just shows you how like like there's so little in the nation. And we know that there are there are people that are deliberately keeping it to themselves. And I'm not going to say I know that this is where you say okay, these people are greedy, but then that's still not greedy in it. It's just stupidity, ignorance, foolishness, wickedness. Because if you call them greed, then you're going to put them on your level that or they are like me. Those people are wicked in a different level. Their witchcraft is, is babalawo kind of witchcraft. Like so, like if you because greedy on its own is a natural instinct. But then when you start thinking about saving for yourself so that other people will not have it's not like you're fighting with them to get so that you will have you're fighting so that they will not have that is wickedness and that's where our politicians our politicians are they are just like absolutely wicked to the point that they don't want to even see any other person shine and when for me this all sad fight is not just about oh let's just um stop or reform the nation or reform this one thing or reform that thing for me it's really just realizing that our leaders, our leaders from, from beginning, beginning 
they just don't want to see the rising of a child. We sing this song every single time. We sing it in our national anthem, how the compatriots are the ones that rise up. We sing it even in our primary schools, our secondary schools, how the children are the leaders of tomorrow. But if you look at the old Nigeria, we don't have good schools that will help these children to become um, leaders of tomorrow. Now, when they finally grow up and become people, you don't want them to still have good jobs that will help them sustain. You want them to continuously remain or become shames to their family or shame to their family. The ones that now fight and become, they begin to go into illegal jobs. You begin to put them in different categories as criminals and everything. And then when they get into those places, they have police forces that will come and kill them legally because they have the right to. Like if you look at it, there's just this structure that constantly just reduces the life of the child in Nigeria. And, and that is, that to is, me, that to is the thing that, that pains me. SARS is most likely like the, like the final ending of the old thing, the old structure, the old way the, the, the young child in Nigeria should die. It's just literally the final step. It's not it's even our not problem for now. Right now, it's right the problem, it's the thing that's speaking it, but then we should go back to the start and how there is a stable, it's actually a stable structure to hinder a child from going in Nigeria. If you look at our leaders, every one of our leaders, both in, in, in the senatorial department and every other level, if you look at all of them, none of them is a child. Yeah. None of them is younger than 65. Five. Yeah. What, 65 is uh, even too like, much. I heard someone say Nigeria is the only country where the leaders are older than the country yeah. itself. I mean, there's so many other countries, but like they, they just deliberately keep children out of places where they should be. Even from the home, even from your house, even from being your own family house, your parents want you to do a, a particular thing. There's this idea that the elderly must rule. And that's and the that's thing, thing that needs that to needs stop, stop from, from the house the and house even outside of the house. Of the house. You need to begin to, to think that, that if you're calling this child the leader of tomorrow, that child has to have a brain of their own. They have to have a mind of their own. They have to have an understanding of their own. And like, it's at 21 that I began to understand so many things that I could have understood as a child, maybe from 15 or from even 12. I could have understood those things, but I did not know as I was 21. And I understood those things when I was out of my own country. I think that... I mean, for I mean, me, for it's, me just, it's just it's just, it's just so, painful so painful that there that is there no is child in Nigeria, Nigeria now. now. Even, as, Even a child, as a child, you don't get you don't to experience things as a child. Yeah. You experience things as a soldier. You have to get strong. You have to hide all your feelings. You have to. It's system like it's so systemic and it's it's so painful now because now I'm seeing the end of it. SARS is the end of it. If you stay in Nigeria too long, you begin to see that after you go through this, no school, no job, no anything, shame, criminal, everything. When you go through that, you're going to end up in the police. If not the police, you're going to end up in a court where they'll kill you. There is no life. The system does not save you. It does not protect you. But at the end of the day, you have to claim your Nigerian as well. There's nothing that just makes you Nigerian, even though you're in the land. Because the thing is just constantly trying to drop you down. There's no leader. Right now, there's no leader that did not know anybody in the 1960s. Like, if you're a leader right now, you probably had some position in the 1960s when we were gaining independence. You you were already in politics. Already in politics, yeah. When we were independence. And until now, you are still in politics. And that is sad. Because you don't have any... Like, it's just so painful. From the day that it was born till now, Nigeria itself has not cared for the children. And that is painful. Painful. That just hurts, that just me, hurts so me so badly. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. So, so truth be told, I, I agree with you on that one because the generation, our generation is not, is, um, even the generations before did nothing about that. 
they endured it. That's why they never had a chance. Now this is our generation. Yeah, like many of them are outside the country. This is our generation, and like it's so beautiful that this this SARS thing started because this SARS is just the icing on the cake. SARS was not even like. Yes we, yes, we want SARS to end, though. They might deban SARS, but at the end of the day, we want we want bad governance. We want a change in government. That's like the major issue. Like, see, for me, it's it's like, who knows? We might still need SARS. Might still be um, rebranded, changed. You know, new generation SARS. You get right? People that love this job because there are people that still really, really have passion for investigating people. There are people that still really have passion for holding criminals. There is every police office has the anti robbery squad. Squad, yeah. It doesn't have to be the special special squad. If we're going to, if we're going to reform the anti robbery squad of the police unit. At least they should reform it, but then in that reform, let it be known that the idea for this reform is to work on armed robbers, armed robbers, yeah, try and they declare that it is their own lifestyle to take people's properties and cut out all of those things. If these are the people that they are going after, good and let us also put it in those in that same notice that we have leaders that are armed robbers and then their own armed robbery is not is not with guns or anything, their own armed robbery is power they use power and say okay i am your leader and so i need to quench you i am your leader so you cannot come and step in front of me you cannot protest you cannot speak your word Buari himself is an armed robber so like if we're going to say that all these um this armed robbery waiting call squad they need to work on it please work on them to figure out how they can get all those leaders out of it if it's the so-called senators that will help us and be the armed armed robbery squad of nigeria or the police or the legislative department whatever let those senators figure out how to begin to impeach leaders that are not serving because the nation itself the nation itself is under like it's as if we've been seized and like we're under what there's this word that they call for those people that put people together like you just kidnap them like our nation feels that way it's been caged up by leaders that don't have any business with leadership in any way shape or form they should never be leading in any way shape or form in fact you can tell from their own families how they've not been able to lead their own households and these are the people that are called leaders of nigeria or representatives of nigeria we need to figure out how these people should be taken out. If, if they need to re- reform their own minds, please let them reform their minds out of seats. Let young people, not young people that are like them, but young people that have been lectured to know how to lead, begin to lead. That's true. Tina, any, any input on this conversation? Okay. Um, Tina has been cool, like... <laughs> Okay, going back to first, what you said is, um, yeah, I will agree that the police is a problem of SARS in the country because um, they're letting the country run in autopilot. They're not, they're no more um, trainees for the police. There's no more basic amenities for the police station and the people as well. Yeah. Not to talk of the citizens, not not even the civil servants in the country too. So yeah, the government is not providing the things we need. And every year they keep making budgets <laughs> for things that is logical 
but we're not seeing the effects in the country not in the economy not even in the people yeah but yet we're we're seeing the the figures we're actually borrowing money from china too but yet we're not seeing the money in the country we don't know if the money is still hanging in the air or we don't know if like the other kids they see a snake or a mouse (laughs) 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 swallow the money (laughs) for real but yo okay be serious yeah, cases like that. So, yeah, I would, I would accept the, 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 the government himself, the president, all of them, the senior. But at the same time, we keep pushing the government, we keep pushing the president, the senate, the senate, mm. those people. Those people. Those Even people. the president is the those president people. is really, really yeah. Because yeah. they are actually the force behind the president, those people. Those people, I don't even know the kind of tone that we will fire them. And see how those are God that is. But yeah, legitly, those people. I don't know why they are being paid ridiculously and they are not making, I'm not, I'm not even seeing any rules any, that they are mm-mm. making. Yeah, Either yeah, they yeah. are removing from the country, removing, but they, yeah, like, they are surely disobeying the ones that are already there. The constitution itself, they are the ones actually defiling the constitution. They are defiling it because, yeah, because they are yeah. not even just disobeying, they are defiling it. They can do whatever they want and they will not even bring those things to notice. They don't even let we, the people, even know what they are doing. Everything is being done indoors, like closed yeah. doors. They do claim out, everybody go and then they'll pay their money. Allowance here, allowance there. They make money. That's why they can do whatever they're doing. But yeah, uh, another thing again is when we're talking about the rulers in Nigeria, the rulers in Nigeria. Special. <laughs> Special. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like you said, yeah. The rulers in Nigeria, all of them, in 1960, they were there in the country. They were there. They had position in the military. Until now, they and still. Until now, in fact, they reformed themselves from Self. being a military, military person yeah, to now to a democrat, a, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a democratic yeah, yeah. person. And I don't know how we were blinded and they were allowing them to rule, and they were expecting better. Of course, these people, they, 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 they've led several coup in the past, and these people, they are military people. Like, I don't, I don't want to start saying the northerners the easterners the westerners because then I, I don't want to look like i'm trying to differentiate different people but, all yeah, one. Yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah i would still say the northerners a lot of them during when um nigeria got that independence they were not as educated as the Easterners and the Westerners. Yeah. They are not, but yeah, they were the more but holding powers. Holding powers, and yeah. Tina, they are still the more holding powers. Holding powers, so imagine. And even um, this person, what's his name, they interviewed him then, and then he said, yeah, um, the, they would rather, the Northerners themselves, they would rather look for expatriates to do the job in Nigeria than actually give the job to a Nigerian to do it. So if you're wondering why Nigerians, they don't get a job, it's because of the, the jobs that are being outsourced outside. They rather trust Africa, um, uh, more people more there, outside, yeah, outsiders outside, to do the yeah. job than to give it to a Nigerian. Nigerian and when they want to give it to a Nigerian, they rather give it for a contract. And the reason is that, oh, that if you go to the other parts of the country, like the south, the east, the west, you won't see like Northern has been employed. So... Um, when they get the job, they still want to like employ their own people. 
So yeah. that's why even even in the military then, Nottingham were not a rampart. They fought for it. They've said Nottingham must be in the military. That's why you see a lot of them. For military, that's where they get that power. For military, they do whatever they do, and then they come into politics. Oh. They're not really educated or learned yeah. like the way. So, so they don't come in the normal mm-hmm. way. They're not coming. They, they can, yeah, so they're going through the... Right, co- so yeah. that's, that's, the how, military. Yeah, that's, that's how they come in. They're coming through military, from military power, then they go into politics. Like, they, they will go from military and being obedient to somebody in the government. From, from there, and then from there, they come yeah. into power. And by that way, sometimes that's why sometimes you've never heard about them before. They just come and then you'll be like, Oh, they were military before in the past and then they're having history and all those kind of things. Them a lot of them, I don't know how they came up with old Buari educational documents and then mm. all those first things them. And yeah, it's 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 a sad it's a sad thing going on in Africa. The truth is we the youth in the country, we the younger ones, they say we are the leaders of tomorrow. We dance to it in school. Oh, we yeah. We dance, we sing Since to it. Since I was a child, you know. We, we even act like home because we, we wake up every day around 6 or 7 just to go to school. And yeah. in your uniform, be responsible and all those things there. Only for you to finish your secondary school. And then you are battling to actually get into, into university. Not because you don't have the brains, but because you have to pay people accompanying with your brains too. Your brain, you, they will let you know that your brain, brain is not enough. It's not enough, yeah. Your brain, your knowledge is not enough. Everything they've taught you in school is not enough. You need money to, you need influence to get what you want and where you want to go in life. And not only that, another thing again, even with those things, they'll still shut you up. The, the, it's more like power past power. Even if you have power, even if you have money, when somebody that has more power comes, they'll shut you down. And, and take that person that just yeah. because there have been cases where students can't even go to school like if you if, you, if you're talking about even having a good schools first uh, then the schools that we have now are they really actually giving admissions to these people because then these people that will go they'll, they'll write jam write these things there and then they will go and apply to school only for them they qualify but then you but remove their name and give Sell it to somebody that somebody has, yeah, yeah, yeah. You sell those things, them, and those, yeah, that's what happened to Nigeria. Those, those, those things, like, I don't even understand. I, they don't know these things affect people mentally. Mentally, you sit in your house for years. That's why you see a lot of people, I don't mind, they're going to crimes. A lot of people that will decide to go into business, they will decide to do this, and yet the country will still not even favor them. Clap a little for you. In fact, yeah. they will actually condemn you with whatever you're doing. In my own sense, crime, I will never support in any ways. I don't care what led you into the crime. I don't know, but I will never support crime in any way. I will never. Bad, bad is bad, no matter what you want to say. There's no white bad, there's no red bad, or whatever colors you want to put in it. Bad is bad. Another thing, so I don't want to go in the in the in the in the listen of crime and Yahoo and all those things. And that one is another whole different story for another yeah. day. But yeah, so it's more like yeah, the things that's going on with the youth in Nigeria, they're being forced into it mentally, physically, different ways, even spiritually, because there's a lot of things going like fake churches starting people making like the gullible ones they've been pushed here and their people have been battered spiritually and my heart always goes for the poor 
it always goes for the poor. They work hard, but yet they are getting oppressed. And yet they have nobody to cry to. They only have God to cry to. Until God will answer their prayer. That's, the, that's their only hope. Because then the rich people, if Nigeria start getting born, like if something should happen in Nigeria, not all the rich people, all the average ones will fly away. Yeah. It's yeah. still the poor that will be there. The poor that will be affected. Yeah, yeah. so even these so old protests that went went on, my heart yeah, was going out for the poor because of, up, yeah. at, at the same time, I was saying that if if people knows like this thing where if this thing was a peaceful protest but at the same time there should be a backup plan for the poor there should always be a backup plan for the poor if you're going to push the poor people forward have a backup plan because when it all goes down you will be in your house they will be the one to carry the whole thing in their head because they mm. cannot, they cannot. Because another thing is that this, oh, these poor people, they can, they can be killed in their house, they can be tortured in their own house, but they don't have social media to come and cry at. They don't have anything to come and cry at in their house. But then when you want to come and ginger them, yes, they know what they want, they know what, but they don't know how to go about. It. And then you come and ginger them, say, oh, let's go for it, let's go about it this way. And then they will go out with you. But then when, when you are gas now, they are the ones. They are the ones, they are the ones because of now they will say 24-hour lockdown. Poor people if they don't go out they can't eat, eat. and you lock them in the house for 24 hours and then the people that ginger them to go now they are eating chicken in the house and then then the poor people are there crying in the house like ah see what's going see on what's going on, see yeah. what's going on. Like, yeah. I, I, they have not gone for this like all this kind yeah. of things so the poor people in the country are the ones always suffering if you don't have money in that country they suffer yeah. they will suffer the suffer is even carrying weights waiting for you like but yeah, it's a lot going on. Nigeria politics everywhere in this everywhere in the country. The corruption is just so high. It's it's shocking. Like it's shocking. And they're doing it in your face. There's nothing you can Never do. hiding it. Yeah, they, you can't you can't do nothing. So yeah. Okay, so um before we end, Tenny uh, quickly wants to say something. Yeah, um it just it's uh today just a quick brief, you know. Next time we'll come back and Talk some more, boy, yeah, so I mean, since I'm sensing that we're running up, and so since we're running up, I just want to say that every single person, especially as Tina has pointed it out, the poor people there in Nigeria, yeah. Yeah. they are the ones, many of us, I mean, I've, I've not personally had an encounter with SARS myself. Mm. I've heard so many testimonies, and it's, it's saddening when you hear them. And just being human enough, it just makes you feel like you too, you've experienced it. But then there are people that are in Nigeria and they've had first-hand experience. They've seen all these things happen to them, their family, their their, um, their loved ones. They've they've lost properties for all throughout because of these same sad people and all of that. So when these people are being gingered up and said, "Oh, let's go and do this," they will be the ones to have like the highest. In fact, them they feel the most pain. They feel more pain than you that is trying to um, agitate them to go on this move. They feel the most pain. They feel it like deeply so when this whole thing comes down and like the ball is hitting back again and like we're now receiving pressure from the government or anything we need to find a shed for those people's people because they are the ones that started off with the most emotion and then they are still the ones that will feed off from the most pressure so like as we're speaking about all these things please if you 